Welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. One is a Harvard Business School alum, the other is her son, discussing business, pop culture, family, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, Deb and Kev. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. Not over there, but somewhere in the wilds of Pennsylvania, it's my mom, Deb. I'm Deb. And that makes me the largest little orphan Annie that ever did exist. I'm her son, (laughs) Kev, and this is our podcast. It's going to be a little different today because Deb is not in Reno. She is in Pennsylvania. She is calling in. We got her out of the world's largest echo chamber and put her in a room with carpet so that there's not... 15,000 Deb voices when she speaks. And really, this is just going to be a catch-up episode because we really haven't spoken to each other in a few days. So she'll tell me what's happening in her neck of the woods, and I'll tell her what's happening back at home where everything is breaking. Deb, how is Pennsylvania? Well, first of all, when I arrived here, it was beautiful. It was cold, but, but crisp. Um, and I really was like, oh, my God, this is so great. I'm so happy to be here. I was telling everybody how beautiful I thought it was. And then I'm telling you, it rained cats and dogs oh. all day yesterday. And then today, it's just been completely foggy all day long. And I'm like, where does the fog come from? Nobody seems like to that? know. They said it doesn't happen very often, but it's foggy. So the last two days have had really bad hair days which I'm not happy about, but I will say really good skin days. My skin looks like a million bucks. We just never get rain here, which is why I like rain wherever we go, even if it's, I mean, you're not on vacation, you're working, but even if it's like a quasi-vacation, rain is nice. And I think fog is just super mysterious and mystifying. But it's beautiful here. I saw my first Amish buggy. Oh, how was that? uh, Buggy and horse, and I saw... Um, it was Sunday, so all of the Amish were out because Sunday is visiting day. They go to each other's houses and visit. It was pretty exciting. It was pretty fun. And I want to say this. We drove through these beautiful rolling hills, and there was farm after farm after farm. And what my friend said is, and I mean, some of these houses were palatial. I mean, they were gorgeous by Amish anyone's houses? standards. The, some of the Amish farmhouses. Oh, got it. And, um, but the way you can tell if they're Amish is there's no electricity to the farm. There's no electricity running from the road to the house, from the house to the barn. It's just void of wires, which by the way is super beautiful, Yeah. but it's all like little gas lights inside, I guess. Are we converting? Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't know. I heard a story, the house I'm at right now that earlier in the summer, they have a pool and they were all in the pool. It was super hot. And um, it's an Amish farm next door. And the gentleman's name is Benyel. And Benyel came over and started yelling over the fence. And my friend went over and I said, in your bathing suit? She goes, well, yes, I was at a pool. And uh, he was in his full Amish garb. And he said, is the man or the woman of the house here? Is the man or the woman of the house here? And so she walked up and said, well, I'm here, but, you know, my dad's not here right now. And he said, announcing, and he had had a baby boy that day. And he announced, he was going from house to house, announcing, verbally announcing the birth of his child. What's the baby boy's name? 
I don't remember the baby's name. Ezekiel? Probably. Jebediah? I mean, his name was Benyel. So, Ben-Yel? Yeah. Ben-Yel was Is that like more of a command? Ben-Yel, the birth of your son. Ben-Yel. Well, here was, so here's the thing. These folks had some sheep, that, that little lambs, I mean, that they bought. Um, it was a gift. They, so they had two sheep and Benyel's dog, big, mean husky, came and killed them. What? Yeah, so that was a huge thing. So did now, Benyel, I mean, friends, did, everything. When Benyel brought the news of the newborn, did he also bring replacement sheep, of which I imagine are abundant on Amish farms? No, but you would think so, right? I mean, that would be the right thing to do. I don't know. I don't know the Amish rules, but that would be the right thing to do. But today there was this big, and I want to say beautiful pig that came in the yard and everybody was kind of like, oh my God, what's going on? And I, I'm going like, cause I only know one thing. Is it Ben Yells? Is it Ben right. Yells? It's probably Ben Yells. And um, then I thought, they said, no, it's not Ben Yells. And so then I was like, oh my God, did we get this good looking pig? By we, I don't mean me. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And then I was like, oh no, where's Benyel's dog? It's going to kill the pig. Sure. Everybody looked at me and went like, okay, settle down. The pig came from the place down the road that they got the pig backwards. Do you think go, we can get it's a, Benyel on the podcast? Uh, do you think Benyel would be comfortable putting AirPods in his ears? Well, so that's my question. We've talked about Amish people before with other people who have Amish in their community. We clearly don't have them in Reno, but like, they don't they can't own technology, but they're comfortable using other people's technology, I think is kind of the rule. Oh. Like they, well, they travel say, on airplanes. Do they? Yeah, well, I've seen Amish people for sure on airplanes. Well, I do know this that Benyel's child was born in a hospital, oh. not at home. And I know normally they have like midwives and doulas and stuff like that to help them. But she was the child here. She was born in a hospital because they had worried about a complication. So they went to a hospital, too, and probably used yeah. all the fancy schmancy stuff in the hospital. It's right. It's funny how our beliefs change based on need. Yeah. Well, there you go. But I mean, Benyel, kind of a cool name, right? Don't you kind of like it? Benyel. Benyel, new child, no replacement sheep. No, no, so far, no replacement sheep. Nope. Okay. So, so, that's what's been happening in Deb's world. Clearly, she is communing with the Amish. She is having <laughs> a little bit of frustrations with rain and fog in the winter months. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what's been happening in your absence on our homestead in Reno, Nevada. Okay. So yesterday, and this is this is really just content for Deb and I because I'm just filling her in on things. Yesterday, We haven't talked at all. No, we really haven't. I didn't even think we were going to be able to do this podcast. I just thought you forgot about it. So yesterday I'm working in this office. My girlfriend comes in and she says, there's a really bad smell in the garage. And I said like, well, what do you mean? Because smells in the garage aren't necessarily new to us. Um, as, any, as avid listeners of this podcast know, sometimes Deb sprays poisonous <laughs> protectants on rugs in it's true. The garage and makes us think the entire garage is going to burn down. And she goes, I don't know. It, it smells like something's burning. And I'm like, burning? So get up out of the chair, walk over into the garage. And she's totally right. There is that scent where, and everybody will know this, where like it's rubber. It smells like rubber is burning. The problem is there is literally nothing on in the garage. 
the washer's not on, the dryer's not on. It's not like we have a heater in there. The, the garage itself is not heated. There is nothing on at all. What I do know is just about two houses down, really just one house down, they're doing construction in the road and they're like digging up the road, I think for, for some pipe or something like that. But it's like, it's big backhoes and tractors and they're cutting into pavement and cement. And I thought like, oh, well maybe there's some smells coming from there that are getting trapped in the garage because our garage door is kind of um, uh, a smidge open on one side. So we open up the doors, even though that kind of works backwards to what you think it would be to let the smell out by opening the doors that in theory could be letting the smell in if it is from the construction crew. And it's still there and it's still very noticeable. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, there is something burning in this garage, but there's nothing on. The only thing that is on in this garage is our stand-up freezer that we have had for what? 10, 12, 13, 14 years? Yeah, quite a while. So I I do what I did prior when we thought something was burning. I just shove my nose in somewhere and I shove mm. it directly behind the freezer and I give it a big <sniffs> lo and behold, it smells a little more pungent behind the freezer. So I just unplug the freezer and I think to myself, this is genius because you're just going to unplug it. You're going to give this old gal a rest and see what happens. I uh, go to the gym. I come back. My girlfriend says, yeah, the smell's gone down. So I think it was the freezer. I'm like, great. So what I do is because I am a man amongst, no, what am I? I am a God amongst men with how I can handle things. I handle manly tasks, handle the manliest of tasks Mm -hmm. by myself with my alpha strength. I waddle the freezer away from the wall, (laughs) put it into the middle of the garage, just close enough to be able to plug it into the wall socket still. But then I get down on all fours because the compressor and the wires and all the stuff that obviously I know the name of exists down there. And I want to be able to see the real mechanics of the freezer. I plug it in, drop down to all fours to check, and there's this white wire, which clearly I know what it does, um, and I don't want to bore everybody with um, the name of it, being plugged into this other black box, which clearly I know the name of, but don't want to bore everybody with it. And that black box is connected to this big metal circuit, a big circular metal apparatus, which clearly I know the name too as well, but don't want to bore everybody with. And from that white wire connected to the black box, straight up plume of smoke coming out of. And I thought, oh, mm. that's bad. Let's unplug this. So because Deb's working the entire- did the entire- smoke stop immediately? When I unplugged, when unplugged it? it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then a few hours later, I'm like, well, this is again, people like me who understand appliances know that if you unplug something for an hour and that doesn't work, then you unplug it for three more hours. And typically that can work. And this time I called you and I said, Hey, I'm going to plug this thing back in. Do you want to see it? And you said, yeah, FaceTime me. And you were with people that you were staying, staying with. And I plug it in. I FaceTime. Yeah, I was you. with, a, I was with, let's be honest. I was with a real man mm-hmm. and a real dad. Okay. I don't know what that means. And Are I you felt, inferring that I'm not a real man? I felt like we needed a real man and a real dad's opinion on this. So I FaceTime, plug the thing back in. 
And I would say the plume of smoke that came out this time was four times more obvious than the first time I plugged it in. To which everybody on the other side of the phone was like, unplug it, unplug it, unplug it, unplug it, unplug it. Yeah. So which yeah. I then unplugged it. And this is like at 7.30 at night at this point. And Deb goes, well, looks like we need a new freezer. And it's in that moment, in that moment, and everybody who listens to this podcast knows, since dad died, there has been a number of things that has taken place in this household that he would have, without a shadow of a doubt, been in charge of. But now they fall to us. This is the biggest baptism by fire I have ever experienced in my entire life is it's you don't get a reprieve from anything. The second one thing is done, line up the next dominoes because those are about to fall too. Catch me on a Tuesday night going to Home Depot at 8 p.m. to start sourcing pricing for stand-up freezers. In a sweater, I just love this so sweatpants, much. Converse shoes, a uh, 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 houndstooth um, full-length coat, having no flipping idea what I am doing, what I am looking for, the questions I need to ask. The only thing I knew to do was uh, measure the dimensions of the old freezer to be able to compare to the new freezers, which are a decade and a half more advanced than what we have. And I'm just sitting there being like, well, this looks cool. <laughs> this seems to be in I the know, same like, idea. This one is $200 more. Which right. one do you want? And I zoomed in on the Home Depot sign. And one was, I think, 20.3 cubic feet. And one was 13.7 cubic feet. And I said, get the bigger one. We want more cubic feet. Yeah. And so that's the one I want you to get. Um, but Kevin, I mean, listen, here's what happened. Kevin grew up in a household where it was like, I mean, daddy was very like, he was a guy guy. He could do all the guy things. And, um, but you know, I maybe was a little more patient than daddy with a young child. So Kevin chose to learn how to cook and how to clean. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say how to sew, but he doesn't know how to do that. But he learned more of the indoor things. And now what's happened is baptism by fire. Kevin is learning all the manly things of the world. All the stuff so I'm, I never I'm wanted to you. learn. I'm happy for you. It was inevitable that eventually you'd have to do it. So here's and actually, so this is like so good. Here's my question. So there is no better time for a freezer to break in a garage that does not have heating because 24 mm -hmm. hours later, everything in that freezer rock solid. And nothing Good. has thought out. My question is, sure, we can invest in a new freezer, but is there is there a desire, is there a want to just get a quote on the replacement before we go buy a new freezer in totality? I don't think so because, I mean, Kevin, I mean, <clears throat> I really don't know. I mean, I was trying to remember last night how old this freezer is. What I think I want to say, and this will, you know, obviously we've just had a year of inflation too, but I want to say that I paid like $399 for that freezer. It's Whoa. a big upright freezer. Yeah. And, and I think it's a typical garage freezer is yeah, what I would call it. Sure. 
Um, and now those are a thousand dollars more or less. So it makes me feel like it was quite a while. I mean, do you feel like that freezer was there when you were in college? Oh, see, I don't even know. I don't, you could tell me that that freezer has been there for five years and I'd believe you. And you could tell me it's been there for 15 years and I would totally believe you because it replaced the fridge, the original fridge yeah, that we used old, to have out the there. The garage refrigerator. So yeah. the question would be, when do you when do you think we got rid of that fridge? I feel like we because I remember missing the refrigerator. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I loved having the refrigerator and freezer because, like during the holidays, you just only need a refrigerator. But I'm gonna say, I think we've had that refrigerator for ten to twelve years, at least a minimum. And then what I'm going to say is, I know that the last time we had to buy a new dishwasher last year or the year before. Yeah. And one of the things the gal said is, she said, like, these aren't, these things aren't designed to last more than like seven to nine years. So if we got 10 to 12 years out of it, I feel like that is good. What I don't want to pay is like even three or $400 for somebody to come out to fix something that may not be fixable. Fair. Fair. And so I'm just saying... Listen, everything's going to be like, I think the washer and dryer, it's, it's times pretty soon and that we're going to have to do that. So you may as look, well, let's look at washer and dryers when you go back to Home Depot as well. There's stuff online little- that you can buy that I think fit the same criteria. The only problem is I don't know what ordering an appliance online is versus ordering it from the actual well, store. He- here's the thing. And if somebody knows this, we would like you to DM us right away yeah. because this is, it's cold, but you know, we need a new freezer. So here's what we would like to know. I think disposing of a refrigerator, it feels like a lot of work. For now, sure. if you can literally just take it to the dump, then we'll do that. If someone will say, no, you can take it to waste management and dump it at the dump, I'm totally fine with that. But if I have to dispose of that freezer in a certain way because of Freon or something, I don't even know if that exists in a freezer. I'm just talking out my you-know-what right yeah. now. But I mean, clearly, I, I, to- I know a lot about freezers. Deb doesn't. But I mean, I know a lot about freezers. But but we need to help educate Deb on this. I know. So do I need to have, do I need to pay Home Depot to deliver it, to put it in place so they'll take the old one away and dump it? And then how much should that cost me? Somebody needs to help us with this information. We don't know. It's and there lot. are other people out here who don't know. So we will gladly share and disseminate our information. But I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. And we can't trust, I mean, honestly, we can't trust Home Depot. They want our money, right? I mean, I can get a Frigidaire 20.0 cubic feet upright freezer with garage-ready power outage assurance for eight ninety eight, delivered by December 15th with free installation. And then oh. haul away our old appliance for $40. How about that? Oh, I like that. How about Do that? that. Okay. Wow, did we just pro- did we just create a problem, diagnose a problem, and solve a problem all within the first fifteen minutes of this podcast? The answer is yes. I don't. I truly don't care what color it is, but what color is it? It's white. Oh, perfect. Oh, that's fine. Does wow. it have a lock on it? We have a lock on ours, which we've never used. Which again, uh, I don't care about. But does it have one? I don't think because I, if there's a global pandemic, <laughs> then you know how I am. I want to lock up our food. <sighs> That's fair. Uh, I have been ordering a large quantity of Instacart ever since you've been gone. I'm addicted to it. I love 
never have. I think I'm not addicted to Instacart. I'm addicted to not going to Costco yeah, anymore. I'm with you. And oh, listen, it's amazing. I'm staying with people that are doing Instacart now because your girlfriend influenced us, and then they heard us talk about the podcast. Love it. And yet, last night, Instacart was delivered from Costco. Love it. All right. Well, yeah. hey, I'm gonna. I'm going to. Buy that stand-up freezer after we get off of this <laughs> this podcast. Good to know. Um, put it on. Put it on the Costco credit card, okay. and then we'll get two percent. Oh, love that! All right, here's the other things that's been uh, happening since you last have been here. However long ago, fifteen weeks or whatever it is. Um, I hung the Christmas lights, which I don't. And if there are men out there. I think this will appeal more to the men than the, the female audience. Hanging Christmas lights feels like a rite of passage. Like I've done it before for sure, but I've only done it maybe twice before. When you have to get the lights out and detangle them and get a, a step stool or a kind of a ladder and, and, and brace the elements and, and really it's just you communing with nature communing with technology, there is nothing better than setting up the lights and plugging them in and having them work. The problem is we really only have one strand of lights. They're icicle lights. They hang off the front of the house. They're, they connect to the gutter. They're beautiful. They frame the house perfectly. I feel as though we have had the same icicle lights similar to the freezer for like 15 years. Now, that being said, I'm sure we've gone through many iterations of icicle lights, but to me, these feel like we have had them for a really long time. Here's the problem. I hung up the lights. I checked all the lights. Everything was good. The second they get, because we have a timer where they, they turn on like around six o'clock because it's dark and then they turn off around four, credit us for being energy efficient. There are two small strands that are out and they are out directly in the front of the house. Like they are unmissable. Mm. They're not on the sides. They're not on the corners. They are out directly in front of the house. Now, here's what's hilarious. Deb, 3,000 miles away, only knew that I put up the Christmas lights <laughs> because my girlfriend was sending pictures of me setting up the Christmas lights, only to get a text from her after they're up and on saying, are some of the lights out? And in my head, I'm like, what? How in God's name does this woman know these lights are out? Because my mom is turning into a ring doorbell stalker and she's just surveying her entire home while she's absent and happens to notice, oh, there's a patch of lights that are out when I look through the ring doorbell. There's a patch of lights that are out. So... <laughs> So I went on Amazon to look for lights today. I don't like those LED lights. They're no. way too white. Agreed. I hate them. I like the nice warm lights. And we have a really low, it's like a cool roof line, but it's low over a big front porch on the front of our house. And so I just love the icicle lights. It's just super, super simple. And um, so what I need you to do, Kevin, you can do it, go on Amazon, is um, if you want to, but we need to measure how many strands, I mean, like how many feet it is, because you know how we take them around the corner, like three or four feet on each side. Yep. But here's the other thing I'm wondering. What if you unplug them from the timer? And what if you just plug them and see if they work? 
No, something so weird with the timer. I did again. I'm a, as proficient as I am um, with stand up freezers. I'm equally as adept um, with Christmas lights. And so yesterday, as I'm wrangling the dogs in from 15 degree weather, uh, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, I start pulling some of the light bulbs out on the strands that do work and see that they go out. So there's clearly a bulb issue on those two uh, portions that are out, which is even more infuriating because you can't really know which one's out. You kind of have to replace Mm, them all. And I don't know where it starts. Does it start at the bottom of the icicle? Like if that one's out, are the rest out? Does it start at the top? Does it start on the left side? Does it start at the right side? So it's a total guessing game because one of the strands, I just kind of flicked and it turned on, which is awesome. The other two tried the flick method, which again, time tested and approved method did not work. So I, I mean, there are, there's kind of an overflow on the sides, meaning like I can steal from the sides and still be okay, but I don't know where on the strand it needs to be replaced. That is probably. So you have to stand out there and do each one. I know. And do you know who would love that? Me. No, Dad. You wouldn't do that. I've never oh, seen you yeah, touch Christmas lights. Oh, yeah, he would love lights. doing that for sure. So I do think upstairs now, I know, like I really do feel like we're on a phone call right now. It's true. No, I, I, I preface like, this by saying this real podcast is for nobody else but for Deb and I to catch up with each other. <laughs> exactly. So if you go upstairs into the attic, the box, and I think it says like electrical, Christmas electrical stuff. Mm-hmm. I think there's one or two. Go up there and check. I just thought of this brand new box of lights for that. Oh, for real? Yeah, go look. I mean, go look. I think there are. Okay. But if it's two different strands of lights, we may, may not have enough. But go look. I think there's a at least one brand new box. I mean, brand new meaning we've never opened it, Got used it. it. Oh, yeah. That's good so to try know. that. Love it. All right. I here. don't know how long are Christmas lights supposed to last. I, I do feel like, and credit to us because we don't do anything special with anything. I feel like the things that we own last way longer, like well past their warranty stage or their lifespan yes. stage. So I think when people when people are listening to this podcast and like, oh, they're just going to go buy a new freezer. If Deb's correct, that freezer is like five years past when it was actually supposed to work until. And so we're comfortable buying something new because we've been playing with house money for five years. I feel the for same sure. about these Christmas lights. I can't say the well, same thing we- for, for the dogs because... I think the dogs are fully depressed since you've been gone. Are they? Like full-blown depression. And here's the thing. It's not like Deb's like taking them out for five-mile runs or taking them (laughs) out to huge fields. But you move so much throughout the house when you're here. You go out front. You go out back. You go upstairs. They're always kind of in motion with you. I work in the office. My girlfriend has moved from dad's office back up front. She needed a change of scenery. That's where she is. And we're not really ever doing much because we're both parked in front of computers all day. Because you're both sloths, a couple of Christmas sloths. We're forced to be sloths because that's what our jobs demand of us. So Nola is like, whatever. I know that I'm hated by everybody still, but, (laughs) you know, at least nobody's beating me. But then Izzy, our matriarch of a dog, is like, When's the woman coming back that I like? Because you two are boring AF and I hate everything. 
she's just she just looks at me half the time like, when is this time frame going to be over? When when can I get back to the woman who like likes me and feeds me treats and lets me sleep on the bed with her and gives me baths? Like, where's that lady at? Because both of you suck. Oh, that's sweet that somebody misses me. I love it. The only other, the bad I part the bad part about these dogs is so our incontinent older dog who's only incontinent yeah. in the middle of the night um, yeah. goes downstairs from Deb's room, finds the welcome mat and usually pees on it. But we have started to put down puppy pads to be able to not have to wash that mat every single well, day. Well, let's be honest. Let's be really honest. They're not puppy pads. Way back when, when dad was first diagnosed with bladder cancer, I think I thought that he was just going to have a problem everywhere. So I bought tons of men's diapers, which he was horribly offended by. Yeah. And then I bought tons and they were pads for like, they've got stick them on the back for like children's beds. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so I, I just thought this is the answer to everything. Daddy was totally offended by him. And honestly, we didn't use them that much. And so we had, the first time she did that on the rug, I thought she was trying to go out the front door. I mean, that's where she went. Mm-hmm. So we washed the rug and then we, now we're using the children's daddy's pads to oh, protect the rug. Yeah. But now she thinks it's a thing. She thinks it's a puppy pad. For sure. So so we have now run out of pads. There are oh, no. no more pads in this house. I have looked high. I have looked low. There is nothing else. So again, I know a ton about freezers. I know a ton about icicle lights. And now I know a ton about pee-proofing welcome mats. What I've had what to do doing? with this welcome mat is this. I took a large see-through, like 36-gallon trash bag, laid it, laid the mat inside of it, okay? So the, it's it lays flush on the ground still, but there's nothing for her to pee on. Like I don't have a towel. Nobody wants to use a towel. Nobody wants to use something that we actually like rub our bodies with, even if we wash it 10 times because like, oh, that's where the dog pissed. Now let me, you know, dry myself with it. <laughs> You're going to hate me. We have a bunch of white linens that we used to use for catering. Oh, Kevin. It worked perfectly. She did it last did night. She, pee on it? she peed right on it, picked it up, soaked through, not through to the plastic, dabbed up the little remnants of it, threw it in the garage. Gonna use the same use a different one tonight. And then you're just gonna wash them. So uh so anybody that comes to our house that ever eats off a white linen tablecloth don't, is going to be do looking it. at it to if see. If your food if, drops on it, leave it. Don't yeah. touch it. It's so not good. So I'm looking good. at Amazon, and what I'm telling you right now is on Friday, 40 pads are going to arrive. Um, are they washable, reusable pads, or are they disposable? No, these are all disposable. Okay. They're uh, XL puppy training pads. Oh. Um, but they've got a big... <laughs> I got extra large, nice. six layer advanced absorption, and they do have a little um, stick them on the back. It says, and it's got um, a giant, mean looking bulldog. Nice. So I mean, I feel like if it can take care of him, it can certainly take care of Izzy. So those are arriving. Yeah, it's those dogs could not be more miserable. We like force them to go out. To are pee. you loving them? Yeah, as much as as much as we can. We force them to go out pee like every hour on the hour. Nola looks at me like, I have no fluids left in my system, my guy. Please, can I stay in? 
The old dog's like, okay, sure. Then the real confusing, confusing part for both of them is at the, as that night where it's like, okay, we're going to go out to uh, the bathroom one more time. Then you're going to come in and get treats. And Nola's like, great carrots. Awesome. Then I put her to bed because literally we put her in a room with her own physical human bed that she sleeps on, which we have to replace Mm -hmm. because the bed frame broke. Not because of her, just because it's an old bed frame. And then because Kevin didn't know how to put it together. I knew exactly how to put it together. Thank you very much. Deb tried to break it and then blame me for it. Then the other dog is like bedtime. And I'm like, yeah, but you're going to sleep out in the hallway on this blanket. And I'm going to have to close the door in your face because you refuse to not move around 10 times at night. And I don't need you scratching and clawing at the door. And she, I know she's just miserable. Her face is depressed. It is not one of love. And I, if she could count the hours or was even aware of what time is, she would be salivating at you coming home in the next couple of days. Well, maybe I need to call her and talk to her later. Maybe that would help. And then you need to say, you need to say my name. I used to say your name all the time. And she loved it. That makes me think that that makes me think like if you were to look at Noel and be like, where's dad? And she's like, get super excited. But then dad's not here. If I was to say, where's mom? Granted, she couldn't hear me. So I'd have to scream, where's mom? Then she might go looking for you only to find your absence. Possibly. I'm going to order a bed right now on Amazon. Can Deb you is, take that other bed apart? Deb is currently on her phone. Enough? And the one thing I know about my mom is she has an inability to speak to somebody else while on her phone. So the fact that you are going to order a bed while you're <laughs> on a podcast with your son, when I fully know your attention span is that of nothing, means we're probably going to have to end this podcast pretty soon. Well, okay, so uh, this bed can hold 800 pounds, and it is a, let's see, it's a wing back, it's a wing back gray headboard. Doesn't that sound nice? Wing back gray headboard. I don't even Picture know. Picture a wing back chair. It's kind of how the headboard looks. It looks cozy. What's and a wing back chair? Mm-hmm, but that's what the headboard's like. I don't know what a wing so back chair is. Does it look like bat wings? No, I'm going to send you a picture. If you like it, I'm going to order it. And then what you have to do, I mean, I know you've never done Craigslist, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to take the other bed apart. I want you to take it out and put it at the end of the driveway. I want you to put it on Craigslist for like an hour. Somebody will come and get it, and then it'll be gone. Here's We can end on this, and this is one of my favorite things. Before Deb left, my girlfriend goes, Deb, is there anything you want us to do while you're gone? Yes. And I'm looking and I'm looking at my mom being like, how is she going to take advantage of this? My mom (laughs) starts combing through a list of chores that are that are hers that that reside fully with her. And she's like, I'm going to need you to take these out. I'm going to need you to replace this. I'm going to need you to rake this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not a honey-do list that because you've been delinquent with. We're not going to pick up the slack for you. And so to be fair, we've done some of them. We have done some of them for you. So at least you know that there are some things that will be finished when you get back, but definitely not Listen, all of them. I was listening to one of our podcasts this morning because mm-hmm. I, it was one that I thought might be horrible and then it made me laugh out loud. But I want to say this. Which one did you think it was, was going to be horrible? 
I don't know. It was the one where we were, your poor girlfriend, where it was the one where you were accusing me of bullying her with oh, food. She was listening. She her. was making food last night because I was on a call in the kitchen and the door was open and she was, I thought she was on the phone with somebody because she kept talking and then laughing out loud. And I, I popped off the zoom to go look and she's listening to the podcast, dying hysterically, talking to us as we tell stories about her. Oh, so, so anyways, I was listening to that and I was thinking, first of all, I'm not a bully and I don't gaslight her and you know, none of that, but here's Debatable. the thing. What did I say then? She's got to tell the truth. If you say to me, Hey, what can I do while you're gone? Yeah. And I'm gone for over two weeks. Don't open that I door. can give you a big old list. I think you want to help. There's no gaslighting involved. Maybe she's gaslighting me by making the offer yeah. and not doing the thing. Yeah. It's one of those like general courtesy questions that people just ask just to ask with mm. the with the idea that normal is people it? will be like, no, sweetheart, you're fine. You just being here is great. Thanks for taking care of the dogs. In <laughs> no, Deb's no, brain, no, no. she's like, oh no, there's 37 things that I got. Let me, let me write them down for you and you just get to them when you can, but before I come home. Hey, she, I told her, I looked her straight in the face, Well, but she burst out like, you never know what she takes seriously or not, right? Yeah. I mean, so I looked at her, I said, you're not company anymore. I mean, I've said that, that to her right? too. Yeah. Which is why I try to crack the whip on her turning off lights and cleaning dishes. Yeah. Say yes. Say no. Speak your mind. If you don't want popcorn, then you've got to tell me. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Fair. Um, so yeah, I mean, so, I mean, listen, she offered you at the time. We're like, no, 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 no. Oh, no. I saw, Deb, I saw it in your eyes. I saw you go from, <laughs> what a nice gesture. Can you do this? Can you do this? To, oh, I got them now. Can you also do these things? And I said, nope, no, 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 no. We're not doing things that you meant to do six months ago that you can still accomplish when you get home. I had to put the kibosh mm. down on that real quick. Well, let's let's let her know that I really... And she should listen to this podcast tomorrow. I really, really appreciate the offer. And I appreciate whatever she did. And I appreciate whatever she can finish before I get home. And if she wants to tackle the attic in my absence, have at it. <laughs> well, listen, Deb, I know you need to go That's to dinner. We, we have a three-hour time difference here. So obviously, I appreciate you making time. And so does everybody else. And because Deb is a businesswoman and her talents are required elsewhere. That is going to do it for this Thursday episode of the Deb and Kev podcast, which also doubles just as a Deb and Kev catch up. Uh, remember to like, rate, and review wherever you listen to this podcast. And you can follow us on all of our social channels at Deb and Kev pod. Mom, I love you to death. Have a great dinner. Travel safe. And we will come back with a brand new in-person Deb and Kev pod on Monday. Mom, I love you to death. Kev, I love you. I miss you terribly. Thank you for all you and your girlfriend do. <laughs> it's not much. We'll see you guys okay. on Monday. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Deb and Kev podcast. Remember to like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Follow Deb and Kev on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter at Deb and Kev pod.